0: Good evening and welcome to our class on Mishlei. We are studying the third chapter of this very holy book, a chapter that is filled with famous verses of Shlomo HaMelech, probably the chapter that contains most of the well-known verses that uh, we are familiar with. We will encounter them not only in this class, but throughout the remaining uh, sections of the Perik as we go along. Uh, Shlomo Amelach begins in pasuk Aleph. If you're following inside, with the pasuk, "Beni torati al tishkach umitzvotai yitzor libecha." My child, do not forget my Torah, and let your heart guard my commandments. Speaking in Hashem's name. Shlomo HaMelech is saying to B'nei Israel, you are dear to me as a child is to a parent. So I'm cautioning you not to forget my Torah. And let your heart guard my commandments. Because a Jew is obligated to study Torah at all times. The Pasuk tells us in Sefer Yeshua, We need to contemplate the Torah day and night. So with regards to the study of Torah, the Pasuk stipulates, Al tishkach, do not forget it, at any time, both day and night. However, when it comes to the mitzvot, the commandments, mitzvot, many mitzvot are only performed at specific times. So therefore, the, Torah tells, the, 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 the Pasuk tells us, Yitzor becha," let your heart guard them. Why am I guarding them? I'm guarding them until the time arrives to perform them. And therefore... This is what I must watch out for. And the, the, the wording of, of my commandments, Um is in the plural, because, says the Vilna Gaon, it refers to both the positive and ne- negative commandments that are involved in our day-to-day life. And it's almost like we look out for them. We look out for the time to recite Kiddush on Shabbat. We look for, for the time to recite Havdalah. We look out for the time to shake the Lulav. These are things that we look forward to. <clears throat> Therefore, yitzor becha is we let our heart guard those commandments. So Mo'amelech continues with Pasuk Bet, one of many well-known verses in this chapter. Ki orech yamim ushnot chayim v'shalom yosif ulach. For they add to your length of days and years of life and peace. That is the Torah and the mitzvot. So Melech is saying here, length of days is in reference to the number of years that a person lives. And the years of life, Ushnot hayim, refers to the quality of life. A person will be blessed with a good life. Years of peace, years of tranquility, years of beriut, health, and goodness. The <clears throat> Vilna Gaon explains that the terms... Length of days and years of life, Orech Yamim and Shnot Chaim, respectively. And B'Shalom, Yosifu peace. Those are the rewards that correspond to the items that were said in the first pasuk of the chapter. Length of days is the reward for a person who takes care to follow the positive commandments in the Torah. A person respects his parents, he has length of days. The Torah tells us that Asher yaseh otam ha'adam v'chay bahem we perform the mitzvot by which we shall live. We want to live for the mitzvot, and the years of life, the shenot ha'im, result from paying attention to the negative commandments by not speaking lashon hara, by uh, uh, not eating chametz on Pesach. Because when a person sins, God forbid, that brings heavenly retribution, and therefore <clears throat> our job is to make note of that and to and, and to and to ensure. Uh, to be cautious from sinning, chas Shalom. And as a result, all the negative forces in the world, all those prosecuting angels that are out there after 120 that wish to uh, speak ill of us in front of our Kadosh Baruchu become our friends. Because these prosecuting angels now turn into our Haberim, into our friends as those who are defending us. What comes as a result? The shalom Peace is a result of the Torah study. Person study Torah, we say shalom. All the paths of Torah are peace. And just like the Torah study is equivalent to all the mitzvot. Torah kulam, and that would brings us all the good deeds. Shalimud Learning Torah brings us uh, to the point where we can perform the mitzvot properly. So too, the reward of shalom, peace, includes all the other blessings. As the Chachamim tell us in Masechet Uksin, that God, the last Mishnah, God found no better receptacle of beracha for the Jewish people than peace. Continuing in Pasuk Gimel, Shlomo HaMelech says, Chesed veEmet al Ya'azvucha. <clears throat> Kindness and truth should not forsake you. Kosrem al gargerotecha. Bind them on your neck. <kotvem al luach libecha> Inscribe them on the tablet of your heart. Shlomo HaMelech begins now to tell us what is the prescription needed to serve God. And he begins with two very solid profound virtues that of chesed which is translated as kindness and emet which is translated as truth chesed includes many of our noble character traits emet includes the many virtues of our intellect chesed can be characterized by the desire and effort to benefit and help others and that can be done through charity, monetarily, or by physically exerting a pers- one's effort on their behalf, it's that expression of a desire to bring pleasure to other people, to seek their good, and definitely to avoid harming them in action or in speech, God forbid. So, therefore, when I'm when I act with chesed. I'm not acting in cruelty. I'm not acting in stinginess. I'm not acting in hatred or jealousy. Everyone, even a person with limited means, can perform acts of chesed. In addition to tzedakah, charity, chesed, also includes kind deeds such as visiting the sick, uh, menachem avelim, comforting mourners, speaking words of encouragement, helping a person who is down and depressed being the eyes of a person who can't see and the feet of people that can't walk. Even a person who lacks wealth should yearn to help the impoverished. He should praise those who are able to give the charity and help others and strengthen them in their efforts and never forgo any involvement in chesed, whether it's physical, verbal, or even emotional. chachamim tell us that The Gemara says that the Gemilut chasadim, acts of kindness, is greater than sedaka, is greater than charity in three ways. Number one, a person gives charity with his money, but he performs kind deeds in a number of ways, not just with his money. Secondly, charity can only be given to the poor, but kindness can be done both for the poor and for the wealthy that is for example i can give a monetary loan or lending of property or any other form of helpfulness and third last but not least charity to daka can only be given to those who are alive but both the living and the dead can be the beneficiaries of kindness brought down so there's definitely the concept of chesed is one <clears throat> that Jews around the world feel very close to. Emet, truth, entails uh, the idea of not calling something that is bad good or what is good bad. Um, It it means being zealous for the truth um, and rejoicing in the honor of the tzaddikim. Uh, it, it, It includes judging people properly and truthfully to avoid favoritism, avoid bribes. Uh, when it comes to uh, witnesses, we scrutinize them properly. Uh, in any dispute that we have, we know that we don't just automatically um, judge quickly, but we try to exonerate the, the, the righteous party when we try to condemn the wicked, assuming that the wicked was in the wrong. And Emmet would 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 mean, would, would the opposite of emet would mean if, God forbid, we, we believe Lashon Hara, we believe slander, because the truth, its truth is suspect. Emmet demands that a person reject any false theories, and a person has to be constantly wary not to be led on the wrong path, a path of false ideas and premises. Now, emet is a trait that is so beloved and sought after by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We say, Shel HaKadosh Baruch Emet. His, his signature is Emet. HaKadosh Baruch signed the world with Emet. That's why in the last day, in the, in, the, uh, in the day of Shabbat, on the seventh day, after creation, during the paragraph of Vaychulu shamayim Ve'aretz, the paragraph ends, Asher Bara Elohim La'asot. Bara Elohim La'asot. In the last three the last letter of those three words, Bara, Elohim, La'asot. Bara is Aleph, Elohim is Mem, and La'asot is Taf. And those three letters spell out the word Emet. So Chotamo Emet. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sealed the creation of the world with the letters of Emet, with truth. It's so much sought after by HaKadosh Baruch Hu that a person has to strive to do whatever he can to be exact with truth. When a person strives for perfection in attaining Yirat Hashem, fear of God, uh, Emet would tell us that he not only fulfilled what's written and, and, and what he says he's going to do, but even those which he only thought about that he was going to do, he, sh- he should try to act upon. We find many examples in the Talmud of the high standard of truth that is required of the, of the Hasidim, of the devout people. Rav brought down Masechet Ba'batra. He rules that once such a person selects vegetables from a buyer, from a seller, sorry, he is responsible to set aside the, t- the tithes, the 10% from the purchase, even though he has not yet made a formal act of acquisition. And he, even though he has a legal right to return the vegetables. But nevertheless, a Hasid, someone who's pious, someone who's devout, that he has to make, set aside the 10% immediately. Again, this illustrates the higher standard of honesty that is expected of a, someone who is God fearing. Rav Safra also brought down the Gemara. Uh, he also exemplified this idea of Emet. He fulfilled the the, the statement of Vedover Emet bilbabo, and he speaks truth in his heart. Once while he was reciting the Shema, a man approached him with an offer to buy merchandise for a specific price. Now, Rav Safra didn't reply because he was in the middle of saying, I can't reply. So the man thought that the reason why he didn't reply was because he thought the offer was too low. So he kept raising his bid. He went $50 higher, $100 higher, $200 higher, finally offering a very, very high price. When Rafsafra Safra finished praying, he addressed the, the, the buyer and he says, I'm going to accept your initial offer, 50 bucks. Because in my heart, I already had agreed to sell to you for that price. Unbelievable level of, of piety, level of chassidut. Um, in recent times, there was Rabbi Chesko Levenstein. He was a mashkiach of the Panavitz Yeshiva. He was once scheduled to speak at, um, at the shloshim of a certain uh, individual that he was close to. Before the eulogy was given, Rav Levenstein informed the organizers that he was unable to speak. He couldn't speak. He couldn't give the eulogy. And everyone was expecting him to speak. And they said, No, you can't. You know, everyone's expecting you. We put up posters announcing that you're going to speak. Everyone wants to hear. The rabbi, how can you just say not speak? Softavar, against his will, he consented to speak. But... Normally when he gives a eulogy, as you can imagine, there's a, it's a tearful, to moving eulogy. This time it was unemotional. He just spoke, gave a Torah, spoke about the man, and he moved on. Following the eulogy, one of his students went up to the rabbi and said, Rabbi, I don't understand, normally you're so passionate when you speak, especially when you give a eulogy, you bring people to tears, you're in tears, but this time you just it was unenergetic what happened. So he explained to the student and he said, you know, last night I received a tragic news that one of my grandchildren in America passed away. Horrible. And I feared that if I were to cry when eulogizing this man, that those tears would stem not because of that man, but from my own personal anguish because I lost a grandchild rather than the passing of this tzaddik in front of me. And those tears would have been shaker Those tears would have been false. Unbelievable story. These are the levels of the of the tzaddikim that we have. That's emet, truth. The Vilna Gaon defines the terms chesed and emet differently. He applies them both to man's conduct towards his fellow man and his conduct towards God. When it comes to the interpersonal relationships, uh, any undeserved goodness bestowed upon others is termed chesed. Chesed. The Rambam in Moran Nebuchim defines chesed as going beyond the requirements. It's the ability to go beyond one's own parameters, to reach out to others. In contrast to man's nature to be selfish. Uh, And that's why for a person that goes more than what the law demands, he's called a chesed. Specifically the chesed from the word chesed. Emet, says the Vilma Gaon, is when someone acts nicely to his benefactor uh, to reciprocate the chesed done to him. So chesed is distinguished by the quality, not the quantity, since it's done voluntarily. And emet is commensurate with the kindness that it reciprocates. So therefore the quantity is important. Um, that's why our pasuk tells us here, do chesed even to those to whom you owe nothing to, and do it as great a quantity as if it were emet. And therefore, when a person does it this way, we, we are emulating God, because Akadosh Baruch Hu is described as verav chesed ve'emet. Verav chesed ve'emet. He's abundant in kindness and truth, for even when he bestows good undeservingly upon man, he gives it abundantly. And when he rewards man's good, for, and that's the emet, he repays an even greater amount for his chesed. So therefore, man has to do the same thing. In in, a, in man's um, behavior towards our Baruch Hu, in the way he acts towards God, the concepts of chesed and emet apply to one's attitude in his Torah study as well. Does he learn it only for himself? Or does he accept a responsibility to teach others as well? Is it just to Is it just to learn? Or is it To teach, to dedicate oneself to Torah study, that's emet. It's truth, because a person is obligated to study the Torah to the full extent of his ability. But to go and teach it to other people, to find individuals who are seeking the study of Torah, and you have the ability to teach them, you have the ability to spread the knowledge of Torah, and you do so, that is chesed. That is going beyond like we said, beyond the requirements that you have. Your requirements is just to study Torah. A little bit in the day, a little bit at night. You now go and teach. Like we say, chazak ubaruch. This is the chesed that that we're talking here about. al gargerotecha. So, Ma'am um, says to bind them on your neck. You constantly speak of this. And think of it. When a person speaks constantly about chesed and emet, it will add splendor to him. Uh, and, when, when, continuous mention of these midot will remind a person to fulfill them constantly. Uh, you know, the, as well. Not only that, you 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 lend prestige to those people who who practice them. And by disparaging the negative traits, a person will deter his listeners from behaving that way. Kotvem al luach libecha, inscribe them on the tablet of your heart. Shikh defines chesed as acts of kindness and emet as the study of the Torah. So he sees this pasuk as a continuation of the previous one. When you pursue Torah and kindness, one will merit not only a reward in Olam Ba, but also, like we said, but as well longevity and good years in this world. And this was illustrated by the famous Talmudic sages, which we mentioned in the previous shiur of Abayah and Rava. Abai and Rava were descendants of the house of Eli. Eli was the Kohen Gadol at the time of Hana and Elkanah. Hanan and Elkanah were the parents of Shemuel, Shemuel and Aviv. Eli was the Kohen Gadol and he uh, at the time where the Mishkan was in the city of Shiloh. Now because Eli's sons abused their offices as Kohanim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decreed various misfortunes upon their children and grandchildren. And one, one curse, so to speak, was that their male descendants would die young. Rava and Abaye were descendants of Eli. Now Rava, who involved himself in Torah study, he merited um, an extra 20 years of his life as a result for, for studying Torah. Abaye not only studied Torah, not only was he, was he deep in his, in his Torah study, but he also involved himself in acts of gemilut chasadim. And the, and the Gemara Masecher Rosh Hashanah says that Abaye was rewarded with an additional 40 years of his life. 20 more years than his counterpart Rava, because of his acts of kindness. And there's Orech yamim u'shnot Chaim through the Cheser and the emet. Another key to lengthening a person's life is like we said, bind them on your neck. al gegerotecha, Teach Torah to others and do so in public. And when a person does so, he will merit long life. We find the story in Masechet Eruvin, which we're studying currently in, in Daf Yomi. Rav Pereda, Raf Pereda, was rewarded with four hundred extra years of life. Why? Because he reviewed his teachings four hundred times with a student who was very slow to grasp. A message for all teachers: Never give up on the student. You may take some students take a little bit longer, than others to to comprehend certain sugyot, certain pesukim, it's very easy to just give up and say, okay, you don't get it, maybe maybe five years from now you'll get it, move on, next Pasuk. No, 400 times he went over and over with his student until he got it. As a result, extra years of his life. In order for a person's Torah teachings to have the proper effect on his <laughs> listeners, then they have to emanate from his heart. Uh, words that are just uttered by the mouth alone and don't come from the lev, they don't have the power to penetrate the person, the heart of the person listening to it. And therefore, Mm -hmm. kotvem aluach libecha. Shlomo mech is telling us the Torah needs to be engraved deeply in your heart. So when you teach other people, it's as if you're reading the, the words of the Torah that are written on your heart. And that's why, that's when it becomes meaningful. Otherwise, like we say, you teach and it goes in one ear and out the other ear because the person feels it's not genuine. It's not coming from the live. Pasuk Dalet um chen VeSechel tov Beene Elohim ve'adam And you will find favor and goodly sense success Beene Elohim in the eyes of God and man. A kind person will find favor he'll find hen in the eyes of both god and people Chachamim tell us in masechet shabbat that whoever is merciful to others will be the recipient of rachamim will, will be recipient of heavenly mercy and it's obvious that a person's acts of kindness endear him to people as well and one who practices emet will find the success, the good sense, the sechel tov, in the eyes of both God and man. <clears throat> the Vilna Gaon explains that the word chen, or favor, is derived from the word chenam. Chenam means free, or undeserved, because it's not related to a person's actions. That's why the Torah always speaks of finding favor. matsati chen. If I have found favor, because undeserving, he. but Sechel is success. As David succeeded, Maskil, Chesed is an undeserved act of kindness. One will be rewarded with Chen. Chen is an undeserved favor. As a result, as a reward for Emet, however, one will be granted success. The Me'iri writes that this pasuk is actually a command. Behave, umsachen tov. Behave in such a manner that you will find favor in the eyes of God and man. And then you will be considered to be sensible and wise. The Chachamim state in the Talmud Yerushalmi that just as a person is obligated to make his actions pleasing in the eyes of God, so too his actions be pleasing in the eyes of the people. And this is learned from the Pasuk, me um Israel. And you shall be vindicated from Hashem and from Israel. So for example, if there is a Kohen who was sent to the uh, room where the money was kept, the money chamber, to bring coins to purchase animals for the korbanot, Uh, he was not permitted to wear some clothing where he could be suspected of concealing money. If he were subsequently to become poor after that, people would assume it's because he stole the funds of the mikdash, of the temple. And if he were to become wealthy, people would say that he got rich from the wealth of the mikdash. So therefore, a person needs to be careful at all times not to act in such a manner that people suspect that he's actually committing a sin, even though he's actually not sinning. The Chachamim praised the family Garmo for adhering to this idea. They were the experts in the baking of the Lechem Hapanim. The Lechem Hapanim was the shoe bread that, would be, that was on display in the Beit HaMikdash on the Shulchan, constantly, every single day. A miracle happened. The bread never went stale; always fresh. The, the, the steam from the bread kept on rising, and they were the experts in baking this bread. And never did they feed their children bread of fine flour. Why? Because they didn't want people to suspect that they were eating the lechem Apanim. The chachamim also praised the family of Tinas, who were the Avtinas family. They were the ones who were experts in preparing the ketoret the spices for the incense offering in the Beit HaMikdash. No bride in their family, daughters or daughters-in-law, ever wore perfume because they didn't want people to say they are perfuming themselves with the spices of the ketorit, the, the spices of the incense offering. That is the high standard of these individuals. This And this standard is again expressed by the Rambam. And he writes that if a person outstanding in Torah and recognized for his chasidut, his piety, acts in a manner that causes people to criticize his actions, even though that he has not committed a sin. He has desecrated God's name. He has done achilul Hashem, And that includes, he writes, the Rambam, a Torah scholar who buys merchandise and doesn't pay for it immediately in, in a place where, you know, people where people don't normally take credit now. There's nothing wrong with it. You're allowed to take credit, right? And I'll pay later. I'll pay in a week. You're not doing an avera, but a person who does so in a place where credit is not normally done, it's a chilul Hashem, says the Rabbi. A person who engages in in um, levity with people ignorant in Torah, also chilul Hashem. A person who doesn't speak nicely to others. He just just rude. A person doesn't greet others with a smile. No one says you'll always have to smile. But if people are looking at you and they're expecting a smile because you are Tamit Chacham and you represent the Torah, Hashem's Torah, and it's expected that, 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 that you got a smile and you don't smile for whatever reason, then yes, says the Rambam, it's like a chivu Hashem. And if you had a bad day, push it aside. Not when you're in front of people. You have to be able to to separate your personal life and when when you're back out in front of in front of the in front of the public, and therefore commensurate with the greatness of the individual, is his obligations to see that his actions comply with the with standards even higher than those demanded by the letter of the law. I love giving the example of this to my students. I said. Have you ever seen Chachambovadi Yosef, Zecher Tadik, Livracha eat a lollipop? And everyone just looks at me with a smirk. I said, Are you not allowed to eat a, lo- a lollipop? You're allowed to eat a lollipop. No one Nowhere in the Torah does it write that the a lollipop is not kasher. So why don't we see these big tzedakim eat a lollipop? And the answer is because it's just not expected. For a gadol Ador, a leader of a generation, to walk around with a lollipop in his in his uh, in his mouth, if he really really wanted a lollipop, he'd go in his room and have a lollipop by himself privately. But he's not going to walk around when there's hundreds thousands of people looking at him with a lollipop in his mouth. In, in to 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 a tzaddik like Chacham Yosef, to R- R- Rav Yashiv Zatzal, it's a chilul Hashem in a way. You can't do that. It's not something that's expected. But now on the other hand a Torah scholar who speaks pleasantly with other people, a Torah scholar who is well-liked by people, who even takes insults without insulting others in return, who honors others, who conducts his business honestly. He is constantly seen learning Torah and goes beyond the letter of the law, which causes other people to praise him and love him and be desirous of, of his good deeds. That person performed the Kiddush Hashem. That is a sanctification of God's name. And that's what we strive for. A couple of anecdotes along this theme. Once a man visited Rav Moshe Feinstein. And uh, while he was sitting down with him, Rav Moshe Feinstein's wife served some tea. And when the visit was over, the meeting was over, Rav Moshe Feinstein accompanied the guests to the door and he said to the guest, I want you to know, the tea was hot. I drank it too slowly to be obligated to say the bracha haruna, the Borene Fashot. And he said this, lest his guests suspect that he was negligent regarding the blessing. Meaning the leading Torah sage of the generation, the Gadol Ador felt, it was his obligation to explain why he had not recited it. Who would ever doubt that Rav Moshe Feinstein would purposely skip a bracha haruna? But in the eyes of other people, he had to make sure, explain to them why he didn't say it. Because if you take small sips at a time, you don't drink enough. Your patur from bracha haruna. The rabbi Naftali Purish was one of the moving forces behind the construction of the Shari Chesed neighborhood in Jerusalem, And he arranged that poor families could purchase houses there by paying only $5 a month <clears throat> until the mortgage would be paid off. And one day when he was in synagogue, he overheard two people discussing this grand project of Shari Chesed. And one said to the other, Did you hear about Rav Naftali's plan to build houses in Shari Chesed? The other guy said, yeah, I heard of it. It's a wonderful idea, but I'm sure at the end of the day, Rav Naftali is going to end up with two houses on his own. And upon hearing that, Rav Naftali shelved the project for two years. And when he finally restarted, he made a neder, never to even buy a house for himself. That was a promise that he kept for the rest of his life. He could buy a house for himself. He was allowed to buy a house for himself. But the fact that if he was going to, people would suspect him, maybe, of doing something that would accuse him of of, of either stealing or shoving money or property into, into his personal uh, bank account, that he didn't want any part of. And to the point that he made a nether, that I will not buy any property for myself. And that is the next level tie that is um madam. That's something that you gotta go out and search for. You gotta find It's not easy to reach that level. When a person does so, who looks at him and says, Wow, these are the people, this is my Jewish nation, this is who I wish to see. A people that sanctify my name in public, people that go beyond the letter of the law, beyond one's own parameters to reach out to others, that is the umsachen v'sechel tov Elohim ve'adam. That is how a person can attain true chesed and emet, and as a result, the reward that comes along with it of orech yamim ushnot ha'im, length of days and years of life, but good years of life, that surrounded with blessing, surrounded with goodness, surrounded with all the wonderful things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has in store for us in this world, none greater than, V'Shalom Yosif the peace that will be added to you and to your family that helps you go along this path. Bezrat Hashem, we will continue next week in our study of the third chapter of the book of Mishlei.